Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. To have the good fortune to be joined by Kara Macklin of karam.org.uk. She's been featured on Fox, BBC, numerous podcasts, TEDx, Business Eye, Irish News, and a whole bunch of other places for um, her amazing work. Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now, I believe you, I think you set the record for the podcast guest who got started the youngest. I believe you started your entrepreneurial journey at five years old. So I... My family business I grew up in. So when people ask me, you know, when did my journey as an entrepreneur start? I say at five years old around the kitchen table. Um, my first non-successful business was at eight. So I made jewellery for, um, and my mom's friends bought it. Um, and that did not make any money. And my first profitable business was at 15. So awesome. I... And that was running buses to nightclubs for your friends. Were you legal to drive then? No, so I wasn't driving, but I grew up in the countryside in Northern Ireland, and and the only way to get out um, to the local nightclubs was buses. So we hired a bus, my brother and I, um, with the driver. And so the bus was a hundred pounds for fifty-two seats. My brother and I needed a seat free, so the other fifty seats we charged five pounds each. So every bus we obviously made a profit of one hundred and fifty pounds. So that was a nice amount when we were fifteen. Awesome. And I know obviously your business has grown a lot over the years since then. You've worked with some amazing companies. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. So now I run my own business, Karam, as you say, um, karam.org.uk. And and my experience, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've I've had opened businesses in hospitality, healthcare, and I've my own property business. And I really wanted to take the expertise of that and I, I trained professionally as a coach a number of years back and help you know big thinking growing entrepreneurs kind of seven figure those people who are between you know they've done the startup very successfully they're not at the end of their journey of running their business but that piece in the middle who really want to create a massive difference in the world and, and make a big change in their own life and, and through their business. Awesome so what are some of the things that you're helping them with how does that work? So, you know, my expertise, as I say, I was in hospitality and healthcare, so I've opened five different businesses. So to give you an example, my first job at 24 was managing a, a care home of 120 staff and, and 80 residents. Um, and my last, I mean, I've opened hotels and, and my last 
venture and um, before this business was I disrupted the elderly care market, creating the first lifestyle care home in Ireland. So my expertise, you know, are kind of three pillars to create that success. The first one is how you create a culture of, you know, ideation and, and creative thinking. Um, and the other one then is how you lead a team in a very, you know, new age, non-traditional way. Um, and then there's the growth mindset piece where the coaching comes in for the for the founder themselves. And and for me, you know, I truly believe that the, the entrepreneurs of the future that are going to be the most successful, you know, we've seen in the last year, and, and I've seen it actually coming for a few years, that, that I never believed it was going to be the people who were the most expert were going to succeed. It's, it's the entrepreneurs who have the ability to ask the right questions, get the best ideas out of their team and, and lead their team in a, in a more influential way than, you know, the days of the CEO or founder telling everybody what to do. Um, clearly, we've seen last year that that doesn't happen anymore in businesses because there's so much complexity and, and no matter how good a CEO or founder is, they do not have all the answers of, of what the business environment requires right now. Um, so that's the, the pillars that I work with the, the entrepreneurs on. All right. Now, at one point you had six in, in the hospitality industry, you had seven businesses and over 600 staff. How were you able to um, build that culture of ideation and imagination through the boardroom all the way down to the, you know, to the rank and file out 600, 700 people? Mm -hmm. So, so that was a business that I, it was my parents' business actually. So that was the one where at 24, so they had started the business. And when I went in at 24, they had three businesses and about 200 employees. So then we scaled it together, you know, over the next number of years to, to the seven businesses and 600 employees. And, and, you know, I learned very early on at 24, I didn't have a medical background. So my success was only going to come from the ability to lead and get the best out of the people who worked for me because I actually couldn't do most of the jobs. Um, and and I think, you know, there's a number of things. I, ha I think you have to really understand each employee individually and understand where they're at. Um, so I say, you know, I would be, and a lot of entrepreneurs are big visionary people, you know, so I say think big, but translate small. Um, so what that means is you have an end goal in sight, but when you're talking to your team on the ground, you need to pick one thing that's going to translate that vision to make their life better, easier. Um, you know, so we would have done an exercise where we would have looked at, okay, here's our 200 employees, you know, because let's be honest, those people don't need or want change. Everything's fine for them. The other thing that I teach all new leaders, entrepreneurs, um, the first line I teach them is, if I wasn't here, what would you do? Because, you know, and that has to be a culture ongoing. People think ideation is a one-off process or, you know, it's a constant. People don't just suddenly, we don't just suddenly come up with ideas and then if someone asks us, it's, it's a process. We either think of it when we're out walking in the shower, you know, so you have to build that culture and very much um, always asking and always, you know, when you start to ask staff for ideas or what would they do if it was their business, straight away they are nervous and they think you're trying to catch them out because they've never been asked before because, of course, they went through school, they were told what to do by a teacher, they went into an organisation, the CEO told them what to do. So we're actually making people less able to think of good ideas by the system we're putting them through. So you have to unravel that first and then you have to proactively look for things that people are, you know, on the ground are doing really well. So I, you know, I'm a rose or a rose tinted glasses and half class full leader. I would have spent my time trying to find things that they did really well. 
I, you know, and I, I probably and did miss lots of mistakes and things that weren't right in the business, but there was plenty of other people to worry about that um, operationally. And I proactively, you know, called it out and um, would have said to the person there and then on the ground, wow, like, this is a new way you guys are doing this. How does it go? And what are the challenges? Um, and, you know, I would have really found when you, you know, a small thing like that makes such a difference to a person on the ground. And, and actually given the recognition to the staff, I created the environment for the ideas, but the minute one of them, you know, put, input it into even a, a small bit of my idea, I handed the idea over to them. So the team knew that it was more their idea. And that's how you get people to engage in making it happen. Why do you think it's so important for companies in today's environment to have a culture of creative thinking? Honestly, I mean, I, I said it a few moments ago, I think companies that don't have it are going to be left behind. It is that simple. Um, you know, we really witnessed last year the companies who had a, that culture, the ability to get the best out of their teams, the best ideas out of their teams very quickly transitioned, you know, out of the huge challenge we went through in COVID. And, you know, I certainly hope we're not going to have another health and society challenge like COVID. But, but in my opinion, what happened there is exactly the business environment that we're going to continue in for, you know, digital world is turning things overnight on its head, um, society, the way employees work. So unless you have that culture and ability as an entrepreneur to always, you know, it's like training for a marathon. You don't just go out tomorrow and, and run 26 miles. So that's what happened when COVID came and it just hit everyone. And those people who had been training and had the culture were able to, yes, it was difficult, but they were able to adapt quickly. Those who didn't have the culture and were very traditional um, hierarchy, you know, top down, and we we have the ideas, and we tell everybody what to do, and they implemented it. For me, they were the ones that really, you know, suffered quite badly. Um, How did you lead a team to disrupt the elderly care market and create Ireland's first lifestyle care home? So that was in 2017. So I I just had an idea and a, a belief that elderly people needed and wanted. Um, a lot better. So the whole concept was based around social interaction and their mental well-being, not just their medical care. So the first thing I did was I looked at, okay, where are the industries that I can learn from, you know, that are best in the world? You know, so I looked at hospitality industries. I looked at lots of different types of industries. So that was the first step. The second um, process, I, or, you know, pillar that I, I did in that process was I, I brought in external experts who were not in the healthcare industry. So, you know, people call them naive experts. And the reason being is you need experts, but who don't think like you think. Um, so, you know, I brought in people say from hospitality, um, really high-end retail from a customer experience point of view, and then getting the buy-in from the team. So from the very outset of creating that concept, we had all the staff, you know, our carers, our nurses, our cleaners who were involved in creating the ideas of, of how we would deliver it. Um, so, you know, a phenomenal project. And again, I mean, you know better than me, disrupting any industry is extremely difficult. So, you know, a tidal wave of people who told us it would never work, um, people wouldn't pay for it, it was 20 years too early. So there was a huge piece around the culture and getting buy-in from the, the community locally. So an amazing team around me, you have to have as well. And, and thankfully they achieved, you know, well, they, when we opened, we had 100% occupancy within six months. Um, so that was... Absolutely incredible. Obviously, you've led organizations through some uncertain times recent in, in recent history. What are some of the most common mistakes leaders make when trying to lead through uncertain times like we're in now? Um, 
you know, people talk a lot about communication and that's probably bounced around too much, but, you know, it is key. And I don't mean, you know, very often when people talk about communication, they think you do more of it. You know, it's not about quantity. We've never communicated more in the business world than right now. And I would say communication has never been worse, actually. Um, so going back to understanding where your team are on the journey, and, and I always say to entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are very comfortable in the unknown. That's why they disrupt industries. That's why they start businesses, um, because that's where we are at our you know, best. 95% of your team are the absolute opposite, thank God, because that's how they deliver what you want. But you need to understand that they are not comfortable. So the, the more clarity you can give them, and, and I think the key thing is, you know, just saying to them, look, we will get some things wrong here. I have your back. It is okay. We, you know, we've never been here before. And, you know, I talk about leading in uncertainty. You will not get it right every time. So that's the first thing for the entrepreneurs. hate getting it wrong. They hate not being the best. They're very competitive. Um, so that's the first thing. You're, you're not going to get it right every time because you, you haven't done it before. So, but, you know, clarity, communication, and just given the staff the comfort and the confidence that you you support them that would be the key for me you're famous for your one sentence that you teach all leaders or entrepreneurs who are leading teams to run certainty which is certainly all of our listeners and viewers what is that one sentence so I've, I've already said it um i always say to my team look what would you do if i wasn't here what i need to do all the time and how i grow my team every day is i keep moving them further towards me and I keep moving further ahead. You know, I put my I put myself out of twenty jobs in my life, thankfully, because I bring people in, and that's an everyday example. So when my team come and ask me a question, I say, okay, if and as I say, if I wasn't here, what would you do? And then I, because I I don't need to train them to think how I think. I need to train and develop them to think on their own without me, because when the catastrophe does happen and I'm not there, I'm building their muscle and, and ability to to solve that problem, the next problem without me, you know, it'll be something different. And and then I'll add in, okay, I have expertise that maybe they don't have. So I'll add in a few other suggestions of things I might do. Um, and it just gives them the confidence and the belief that that they can do it and um, and they have, you know, great ideas and, and can solve problems without me being there. You have achieved so much success in various different industries. What's your biggest challenge now? Um, my biggest challenge now in this new business, I'm, I'm only six months um, with Karen which is obviously I, I left my family business a, a few years ago and, and my passion now is I want to work with, you know, really dynamic growing entrepreneurs globally. Um, and marketing was never my expertise. So getting my message across in one sentence to people all over the world is, is the hard bit. So once I get in the room with the right kind of clients, um, magic happens, but that's probably the biggest chance for me. And, and like all entrepreneurs, I'm very impatient. So um, I'm used to having you know, 100, 500, 300 people work for me and, and I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. So when you go back to a startup, you very quickly want to get the right people around you to, to take off the things that, that you're terrible at. So that's my biggest challenge right now. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? I just, I mean, the, the being able to see the impact and, and see the, you know, even entrepreneurs are really successful achieving things that they never, ever even imagined. Um, seeing entrepreneurs who, you know, I work with entrepreneurs who are very successful in business, but actually that's not the driver. They want more in life. They want more meaning in their own life. They want freedom. They want to have an impact on a much bigger scale, you know, in the world in terms of what they can change. And, and being a part of that is is phenomenal. Um, and for me personally, you know, I, I want to 
change lives and, and change the world for, for the better for as many people as I can through what I do. So, so that's definitely what drives me. Awesome. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about what you're doing, where is the best place for them to go to find you? Sure. So what I'm doing for the for the first time ever, I have to say, because I'm extremely excited to be on your podcast today. So one, what I would like to offer your listeners, I'm going to do an exclusive um, coaching one-to-one mastermind with 10 of your listeners. Um, so on my website, I've got a dedicated page, which is caram.org.uk forward slash sharkpreneur. And any of your listeners that would be interested in that, you know, applying for that, they can go onto that page and, and just put in their email and, and I'll handpick the people who I feel that I can help the most in terms of achieving even more success. That would be absolutely fantastic. We greatly appreciate that offer. We will certainly make sure that fills up. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Kara Macklin of karam.org.uk slash sharkpreneur. Kara, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was lovely to meet you. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.